Stoneman, start your engines. Uh, here's the way that about. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us. Just uh, checking my mic here. My mic's a little bit hot. I just got done with a whole day of recording. I've been recording all week, and I'm super excited to let everybody know that. The book, my probably my best-selling book, I think, overall, over all of the years, How to Pray for a Financial Miracle, which is my story of losing everything due to the embezzlement scheme that was perpetrated by my accountant, my own brother. I planned out my own suicide, decided not to go through with it, and I share the story of losing everything and how I lost my mind <laughs> in the process. I can laugh about it now. And uh, this this book has meant a lot to a lot of people. I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten over the years from people who said the book stopped them from committing suicide. So many people have said they read the book, accepted Christ as their savior. So many people said they read the book, learned something they never thought they never they never thought it was possible which was to really pray for help with their finances and and it's it's a it's a story of what actually happened to me and it's also about how to find solutions through prayer to your financial challenges the book is the recording was done today everything's turned into amazon and audible they normally take 2 or 3 weeks to get that all worked out and get it up there to make it available People have been asking me since the book came out in 2012, when am I going to do the audio book? I'm so sorry it took me so long, but I did finish it today. So I record right here in the same studio that I do the show. So the recording settings are a little bit different than the live broadcast settings. So I had to do a few tweaks before we got started. In any case, a great show lined up for you tonight. My name is Jim Paris. The website is ChristianMoney.com. This is our opening news segment. We always have a fantastic guest that joins us at 30 minutes past the hour. And our guest tonight is investigative reporter Dylan Howard. He was with us a few weeks ago talking about the Aaron Hernandez case. And he has another book out. We wanted to book him on this, and we did. The book is Diana Case Solved, the definitive account that proves what really happened. And this book is explosive. And we're not only going to talk about the Diana case, which was, what, 22 years ago, but we're also going to talk about modern day. So we have Prince Harry that is defected from the royal family. And I kind of have a theory that there could be a connection here between what happened to Princess Diana and the secrets that the royal family was hiding and Prince Harry defecting. A lot of weird stuff, maybe even an Epstein connection in there as well. We will ask all of the questions 
and have a fascinating discussion, which starts in about 25 minutes. So don't miss it. Uh, Next week, our guest is Rachel Richards, a fascinating young lady. She was able to retire at the age, I think it was 27, uh, they told me, 27 she retired from passive income. And she has a great book out about how she did this. And I love it because there's a lot of information in there about different side businesses that people can get into. A lot of things you can do online now, a lot of things you could do offline to create passive income. That is income that is generated without much work, if any work involved. Things you can kind of set into motion and then receive that income for the rest of your life. So that's going to be next week during our guest segment. We've been doing these shows since June uh, without a radio network. We uh, uh, amicably ended our relationship after five years with the radio network. And now we're 100% independent. And uh, I love it. That means we're commercial free. We do the show commercial free. I wish I could tell you, though, that it didn't cost anything. (laughs) But it does. There is a cost of doing this, even though I'm I'm a cheapskate. I do everything on the cheap. But we still need money to keep the show going. So what we do every week is we have a sponsor, just one sponsor. And this is a great one. And I've mentioned this one a couple of times before. I'm actually kind of surprised that more of you have not taken advantage of this. If you go to freestocks.us, freestocks.us, and you download a free app to your phone, you'll get a free share of stock. And then once you're set up, if you share this app with friends, every friend that sets up the app on their phone, you get another free share of stock. So far, I've gotten 72 free shares of stock doing this. What I do is once the stock comes in, you have to wait three days, then you can sell it, and then you can buy Bitcoin with it. So that's what I've been doing. And then what we do is we let that money build up as we need equipment for the show. We have expenses to pay. We sell some of that Bitcoin And we use that uh, to pay some bills. So help us tonight. Help yourself too. And go to freestocks.us. Freestocks.us. Get your free share of stock. Every time you do that, I get a free share of stock. Then you'll be able to be set up to share this with your friends. And every time they get a free share of stock, you'll get one as well. You really could do well with this. I mean... I've gotten 72 shares of free stock so far, and you can do that as well. Freestocks.us tonight's sponsor. All right, getting into the news tonight, uh, Joe Biden uh, wins big in South Carolina, but it really seems to all be coming down to Tuesday. This Tuesday is so-called Super Tuesday. And what does that mean? That means that uh, several states will share the uh the the primary day so and and what what is thought is that maybe it'll all be settled by the end of the night on tuesday although there's still a pretty good chance that it won't be that you'll sort of have a you'll kind of have a split decision you'll have biden will have a certain amount of support and and then you'll have bernie will have his followers and there there won't be enough but those will be likely the two last people standing and it was very interesting today to note that Mayor Pete dropped out. 
I find it interesting only because why would you drop out a couple of days before Super Tuesday? I mean, you've already spent all the money. He probably had all of his plane tickets and hotel rooms paid for and all of that. It's it's like you've already bought the e-ticket. Why not? Why not at least go through Super Tuesday? And obviously the answer is that somebody made a deal with him. And no doubt it's Bernie Sanders because he and Bernie share the same lane to some degree. He's not as liberal as Bernie, maybe in, in some ways and other ways he, he is. And uh, by him dropping out, that helps Bernie. Uh, I, I don't think Mayor Pete uh, had any voters that were considering Biden. And so the phone call went something like this. Uh, hey, Mayor Pete, this is Bernie. Look, I've got a deal for you. If you drop out before Tuesday, Buddy, you don't have a chance to win, but if you can drop out before Tuesday, here's what I'm going to do for you. If I win as President Sanders, I will put you on my cabinet. You'll be on my team, buddy. What do you think? That That's the phone call, and that's what happened today. Mayor Pete drops out, no doubt a side deal with Bernie, and uh, it'll come down to uh, crazy Bernie or Uncle Joe. <laughs> on Tuesday, and it'll be fun to watch. All right, let's talk about the big story of the week, which is coronavirus. I have to start by telling you that not a lot, but there's a few people on my social media that are really lashing out at me for posting anything about coronavirus. One lady, she says to me uh, last night, she posts, who do you think you are, Walter Cronkite? Stop trying to scare people. I have several people. Anytime I post something about coronavirus, they will say, what are you trying to do? Spread fear? Stop trying to scare people. Those people aside, which are kind of irritating, it's it's like, look, uh, all of those people friended me on Facebook. I didn't friend them. So there's a simple solution. If you don't like the things I'm posting, you can unfriend me. Uh, you can unfollow me on Twitter. I mean, I don't want to say that we don't always have to agree on everything, but you don't have to be nasty about it. I'm surprised, however, I have to tell you. I'm surprised that Christians in particular, Christians are people that should be sort of keenly aware of the end times and that we're going to have, you know, these kinds of things happen in the end times. Wars, rumor of wars earthquakes, pestilences, uh, famine, all of this is going to happen. And Christ said, but this isn't the end yet. So all of these things are happening. And we have a lot of Christians that are sort of whistling past the graveyard. I did a little poll and I was shocked at the results. It was something like 80, uh, 87% of my social media followers say coronavirus is no big deal and it's just being overhyped. Only 13% think it's going to be something significant. Now, here's the thing. I don't know what's going to happen with it. And I'm willing to say that, you know, I don't know. But I had an interesting discussion last night. We have some friends, it's a married couple, and he's Korean and she's Japanese. And we had dinner with them last night. And um, in particular, our Japanese friend, she still has family living in Japan. 
And we talked to both of them about what's happening in Asia. And I asked them point blank, is this overhyped or is this a big deal? And they both said a big deal. It really is a big deal. And it's in Asia now. It's a big deal there. I mean, we're talking about in Japan, they closed all the schools for a month. We're talking about that the airlines here in the United States uh, as of today, major airlines suspending flights to northern Italy, suspending flights to South Korea. This is a big thing. Um, the supply chain is, is, is the one thing I think that people are being the least, uh, they, they should, they, people should be the most concerned about the supply chain. And what I mean by that is this for products to get here from China, it typically takes maybe a month or six weeks if they're coming on a cargo ship. So that being the case, we won't really see the shortages probably for another month, but we will see shortages. And I don't know how significant they're going to be, but I literally have people on my social media that are laughing at me. They're, they're mocking and laughing over the idea when I, I posted an article that in Hawaii, They've run out of toilet paper. Now, I don't know why that's funny, but for some people, that's hilarious. And I'm a stupid idiot for posting such a thing on my social media. I'm trying to spread fear by doing that. Uh, I'm also trying to spread fear when I posted pictures showing the empty grocery store shelves in northern Italy. Now, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but... It, it seems pretty likely that we're going to have a disruption of products from Asia. How big of a disruption? I don't know. But would it be crazy to go up to the grocery store and maybe buy 40 or 50 cans of food? Food that you could put in your pantry and you could eat it anyway? Um, you know, staples, you know, things that, you know, some, maybe some chef Boyardee, some canned vegetables, uh, you know, pick, pick the things you like, some, some soup, whatever, get some extra food on hand. This is always a good idea anyway. Um, what about water? Yeah. Get some extra water, uh, extra toilet paper. One thing for sure that's running out everywhere are disinfectants. I had to look around and went to two or three places to find the hand sanitizer to be able to buy that. So that's something that's that's running out. But I do find it fascinating. I really find it fascinating how many Christians in particular have no concern about this. None. Even to the point when I just post a news story, I'm getting uh, such a, a huge, um, uh, just a huge outcry from people. Uh, I posted this uh, a minute ago, uh, like five minutes ago, I posted on Facebook. I went over to, there is a map, which is really cool. It's uh, Johns Hopkins has a map, uh, the medical center. They have a map, it's live, and it shows you a live map of all of the places all over the world where coronavirus is hit, and it shows you how many cases, and it's in real time, it's live. So I just posted the whole list to my Facebook. There's 89,000 cases presently. Most of the cases are in Asia, um, a, a lot in South Korea, a lot, of course, in China. Um, and uh, I posted it just, you know, matter of fact, you know, here's the long list. 
here are, you know, all the countries, including the U.S., and here are all the cases. And uh, a guy posts, it's not the Black Plague, it's a virus, you know. And, and this is the kind of thing that's happening. And I'm just honestly really confused by it. It's like people do not want to know about this. They don't want to hear about it. La, 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 la. I'm blocking it all out. Jim Paris, don't post anything about coronavirus. Now, look, we all have to be ad adults here. This is a virus that can live on surfaces outside of the human body for now. They, they're saying nine days, nine days. This means if you go up to Starbucks and you sit down and have a cup of coffee and you touch the table, if it hasn't been disinfected for nine days, there, there could be something there or, you know, you're, you're, you're in a school, you're in a health club. Uh, people are staying home, including me. People are canceling their travel plans. Airlines are canceling their flights. Cruises, of course, cruises are canceling. Large events, conferences, sporting events. They're even talking about the Olympics being canceled or postponed. This is going to have an effect on the economy. Uh, the, the death rate is very small. I get that. But still, who wants to be sick? These symptoms are incredibly high fevers, um, terrible stomach pain, vomiting, diarrhea, dehydration, um, aches throughout your entire body, including headaches. Who wants that for three weeks, for a month? Well, I didn't die, so all is good. Well, you know, maybe, maybe not. You, know, you don't want to go through that. So I'm just saying, you know, we've got to be adults here. And so a lot of people were asking me last week about what I would do with investment money. And so there's a video on that. We did, I did a video, it's on my social media, of what to do with your investment money. I also uh, did another video, uh, seven things to know about coronavirus, which I think you'll find very, very interesting. It is on YouTube. It is also on my Facebook page. And, um, you know, no matter what you think, I mean, last week I posted on Monday, be, be wary, be careful. The stock market is probably going to go down a lot because of coronavirus and a bunch of people. No, it's not. Uh, market is strong. Bull market. Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. And they're making this out like the way they're responding to my post is like somehow because I'm pointing out that this is happening, that I'm now anti-Trump. That's that's kind of the the latest twist on it that, hey, you can't say that the economy is going to be hurt because that's anti-Trump. It's not. I'm just being honest. I, and so I posted that on Monday. And a bunch of people responded, no, you know, I heard Warren Buffett on CNBC and he said it's just maybe going to go down two or three percent. Nothing's going to happen. Long term bull market, Trump, great economy, blah, blah, blah. Last week, the market, the stock market dropped 12 percent in a week. Twelve percent. I was looking at international markets here earlier today, which have already opened. Uh, over in, in New Zealand, for example, and Asian markets would be opening soon if they're not already open. Uh, it's not, there's no bottom to this. I, I think the slide in the market is going to continue. Why? It's not, at this point, look, even if somebody 
decided, even if we wake up tomorrow and they announce there's a cure for the coronavirus and that they have enough of the antidote for everybody in the world and it's going to be gone by tomorrow night, even if that happened, we're still going to have a major problem uh, in the economy for the next several months because we've already kind of put this into the pipeline. We have a supply disruption. We have flights canceled. Events are canceled. All of these things have happened. Uh, you know, airlines, large events, concerts, uh, conferences, cruises, hotels. Uh, the entire supply chain is being disrupted. They are even investigating now whether coronavirus can survive inside of a package. <laughs> so you think about this, you know, you order something from Amazon and uh, that product comes from Amazon. You don't know inside that package. It, it, they're saying that for nine days, the virus can live outside the human body for nine days. So maybe that maybe that package might have some some, uh, you know, trace of it there. I don't want to scare anybody, but look, the bottom line is we don't know. We don't know. And uncertainty is not good for the economy. Uncertainty is not good for the stock market. And that's really where we're at. We're just in that period of uncertainty. Now, let me talk last about this. And if you're just tuning in uh, for the Dylan Howard interview about Diana case solved, that's coming up in seven minutes. So stay tuned for that. But let me get into this last little bit on coronavirus here. So I did a video on this, and it, the video has gotten a lot of views. Um, it's being shared a lot right now on YouTube, on Twitter. A lot of people are sharing it on Facebook. I did a video. When was it? I think I did it on Thursday. And it is about this strange cult in South Korea called Shin Chunji. Now get this, in South Korea alone, this cult has 240,000 members. I guess they have many, many times more members than that in other places around the world, but their main base is South Korea. Now, this cult is being actually accused of deliberately spreading the virus, and I saw a statistic that something like 82% of the members of this church that have been tested so far, 82% are confirmed for coronavirus. Now, let me tell you about this cult. And the video gets into a lot more detail. This cult was formed in 1984. And the founder of this cult says that he is the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. He uh, believes and he teaches that sickness is from sin. So if people are sick, they take no precautions. In fact, uh, even knowing that many, many people in this organization, I'm going to use the word church in quotes, this church, many, many, many were sick. Thousands were sick showing um, symptoms. They still required them to come to church and and uh, they prohibited any members of the church from wearing face masks um, or taking any precautions. And they're now people are actually now saying that it sort of crossed over the line from just carelessness 
through this kind of weird theology they have to to deliberate deliberate spreading of the virus. You know, I don't know where where that line is. I mean, there's a point in law, for example, you know, when, when I went to law school, you have this idea of what's called a depra- depraved heart, which is, you know, let's say you're standing on top of the Empire State Building and you throw a penny off and it kills someone. Well, you didn't actually plan to kill a particular person. You didn't even know if it would hit a person. But you you have a you you took an action that very well could have killed a person and uh the court can still rule that uh it's it's the same as intentional homicide I, I think we're kind of at that point with this cult which is they were so careless we might as well say they are deliberately spreading the virus um this is interesting it's raising a lot of questions south koreans uh are signing a petition i think there's like a half a million South Koreans that have signed a petition wanting the government to use military force to break up this cult. They're called Shin Chanji. And I'm telling you, it is one of the strangest things you'd ever see. There's a lot of videos on them. I did a video sort of giving the overview. This is not a new thing. They've been around since 1984, but a lot of strange beliefs. And and, uh, they could single-handedly be responsible for this huge spike in the number of new confirmed cases of coronavirus in South Korea. Uh, So check that out. That is over on the YouTube channel, also over on Facebook. And, uh, you know, bottom line about the economy and what's going to happen, I don't know. I don't know, and you don't know. I don't even think, you know, the, the president is being optimistic So he's being optimistic. People are critical. Uh, He's trying to minimize it. He's the president. He's trying to be optimistic, trying to be positive. We're going to do all we can do, all of that sort of thing. But we're still human beings, and these things happen, and they've happened through history. And, you know, there's a point where we think maybe we're too smart and we can never have anything like the plague again. We can never have mass deaths again. I don't believe that. And there's some very, very strange things about this particular virus and we're still finding out the truth about it i mean it very well could be as some people are speculating they might take my podcast down for even saying this but that this could be part of some kind of a program uh, where they were experimenting with bioweapons because this virus from what i've read um, has some strange markers in it including markers of hiv and other genetically modified features to it that don't make it uh, appear to be a naturally occurring virus. So we don't know. And there's there's just a lot we don't know. One weird story, people are recovering from this and then getting sick again later. So is it still like living in your body a few weeks later, even after you have recovered from it? Uh, bottom line, let's not whistle past the graveyard. Be smart. Uh, Check out the videos we have posted all about this, seven things to know. And it's not all negative. There's some good things in that that video on the seven things to know. There's some great tips in there. For example, right now, mortgage rates are at an eight-year low. I don't mean to, you know, uh, to profit from other people's misfortune. But if you can refinance now and get down from, you know, maybe four and a half or 5% mortgage down to like below 4%, which is where it is now. Why not do that? These are some good things that you can take advantage of, even though 
there's a lot of things to be concerned about. All right, we'll take a one-minute break. Our guest is holding. We'll be back in one minute. The book is Diana, Case Solved, the definitive account that proves what really happened. We'll be back in one minute. Stay tuned. 